Nevertheless, rather than supporting an invasion of Normandy in 1943, the British were correct to draw attention to serious deficiencies in Allied preparedness. As yet, there was only limited experience in, and equipment for, amphibious operations. There was a shortage of landing craft, and there was not yet the capability for the undersea pipeline that was to be used to move oil to the invading forces in Normandy in 1944. Moreover, it was unclear at the beginning of 1943 how far it would be possible to vanquish the U-boat threat, while American aircraft production and the supply of aircraft to Britain took a while to reach full capacity, so also with tanks. Aside from the need to build up forces for an invasion, there was also the requirement of assured and sustained, rather than simply transient or partial, air and sea superiority, a situation that would have threatened any German invasion of Britain in 1940. The most important Anglo-American decision in 1943, one made in January, was to focus on winning the Battle of the Atlantic. The Allies had already reached the point where they were not going to lose it, and certainly had done so by mid-1942. However, only once the U-boat threat had been contained as a serious operational challenge and thus eliminated as a real strategic threat, could Britain and the United States begin to plan properly, because major maritime invasions are not practical unless most, in this case nearly all, shipping is getting through. From that, everything else flowed for Britain and the United States. Indeed, naval and cargo ship building, particularly by the latter, was crucial to Allied strategic capability. Winning the Battle of the Atlantic required this shipbuilding, as well as the successful strategy won by the achievements of British, American and Canadian warships against the U-boats. The latter was not assured until the late spring of 1943. This was the background to the Second Front sought by the Allies, and it underlined the strategic quandary faced by the Germans, with an intractable conflict on the Eastern Front likely to be joined by fresh commitments in France, if not in 1943, in 1944. Despite the hopes placed by their advocates, the U-boats were proven to have had only an operational capability. This repeated the situation in the First World War, and notably so after the German declaration of unrestricted submarine warfare in 1917. Moreover, in 1943, this operational capability shrunk to a tactical one. Large-scale and rapid American shipbuilding helped ensure this outcome and made the equations of effectiveness very much move against the U-boat. Destroying the Luftwaffe was also a very sensible strategic decision, as it made Allied strategic bombing less costly, and thus easier to sustain and more effective, and eased land operations on all the fronts. It would have been premature to invade Normandy without total air cover and the possibility of interdicting the battlefield, or at least of limiting the movement forward of German reinforcements. The task of isolating a zone was very necessary. This was because, with an invasion, the key issue was not so much the initial success, which, despite the example of Dieppe, should be assured by the local superiority provided by surprise, but rather the consolidation of the beachhead and the subsequent breakout. 
Indeed, there was an echo of the significant difference between break-in and break-out in the trench warfare on the Western Front in the First World War.